How are we, church? We're good. Who got uh, breakfast in bed? Any dad? Breakfast in bed? No? Okay. It's okay. Who likes to have breakfast in bed if you had the option? Any man here? Okay. Family, take note. Okay. So you know dad wants breakfast in bed. Personally, I like to brush my teeth before I have breakfast in bed. That's just me. So my wife knows that. And so we'll have our um, celebration um, after. But uh, I hope that, you know, fathers today, you are really, you know, honored and, and you have a day where your family just celebrates you. You know, I know that uh, you do a lot of hard work, um, you know, in the background. And I just pray that today would be such a blessing for you. But um, let me, let me uh, preach today. I want to preach a sermon um, I want to first of all as well greet the online audience. Hello, I don't know if I've officially said hello to you. Hello and welcome. It's wonderful to have you here with us today. Um, but I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, The Heart of the Father. The Heart of the Father. And it's hard to, you know, in one sermon speak of all the um, amazing um, parts of our Father in Heaven, you know, as far as, you know, He, he is a provider. Um, he, he gives us peace. He protects us. You know, there's so many amazing um, um, aspects of our Father in Heaven. But I want to focus on a couple that I think are really, really important. But let me just pray before I get started and then we'll, we're going to preach the Word. Dear Lord, I thank You that um, You are here, Lord, today in our midst. Lord, Holy Spirit, I, I pray like I always do that You would speak to people's hearts. You know, we can only do our best in preparing and um, you know, being uh, diligent in the background to ensure that when we come, that we have something that we're going to bring. But Holy Spirit, only you can do the, the work in people's hearts. Only you can um, pinpoint aspects and things in that we need to um, hear your voice on. And I just pray that you would speak today. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, church, I'm not sure you know, what your experience has been with your earthly father. Um, perhaps some of you carry pain, as I shared just a second ago, or, you know, maybe you had a father that didn't treat you so well. Maybe you were neglected, violated, or let down. Maybe that is, you know, your story of having a father. And, and so I want to be obviously aware that Father's Day you know, for some, it could be an incredibly joyful experience. For others, Father's Day, um, perhaps some have lost their father, you know, um, in, in the time past. And, and, and so it's, it's a painful experience in some way because you're, you're reflecting on your father. Um, so there's different people, different um, experiences in this room. Um, I know the trouble can be that many people form and live out their relationship with God right, based upon their relationship with their earthly father, right? So I know that, you know, if your father was all about performance, right, he was a very performance-orientated, driven person, um, you know, the person can believe um, God is all about outcomes and lives with this burden of meeting unrealistic expectations. It's like, because... That's kind of how I lived under my dad. And now I kind of view God as this God that I'm trying to constantly, you know, reach this high expectation. Maybe that's 
what your experience has been towards God. Or maybe for some, you know, dad believed in strong discipline, right? Actually, I'll tell you a funny story and I'm thankful for this. It's funny and not so funny. I'll let you be the judge of that. But I know that my brothers and I, we were on a cliff edge once. No joke. At like a beach in Sydney. We had moved. And I don't know why in Sydney they had this barrier right to the beach. And uh, my brothers, my brother and I, we walked under the barrier and we were just, woo, whoa, woo. And my dad, <laughs> lovingly, he kind of goes to me, come here, boys. You know, he lured us in with his love. Come, come here, boys. As soon as we came, whoosh, right? Had to give us that discipline because it was like, don't you ever go on that cliff edge because I could have lost you, right? So sometimes... Uh, you know, discipline is very, very important. And our Heavenly Father gives us discipline because He actually loves us. But I, I kind of rabbit hole there. But my point is, some of us might have grown up with a father that has, was very strong on discipline. And so you view God as the great discipliner. He's just hovering over with His you know, staff ready to clobber you across the side when you've done the wrong thing. Perhaps that is your perspective on God. I also want to just acknowledge that there are others here today that might be in a place of desiring to become a father. And I just want to say with all my heart that God knows the desire of your heart. And I encourage you to surrender or continue surrendering your desire to God, His will, His plan and His purpose. And I don't just say that to add that to my notes. I know of friends you know that have been in that position and i know that can be a very hard thing so i acknowledge those in the room and i know god sees exactly where you're at um, i also want to acknowledge that there is a need in the church world not just for physical fathers you know who raise up children but we need spiritual fathers spiritual fathers play such an important role if i if i were to ask for a raise of hand who has had a spiritual father in their life that has played a significant role in their life anyone here i know i definitely have i i can you know name um people in my life that i would consider as spiritual fathers people that you know that i can really look to and and get guidance from and help in many different um situations in my life um so taking the opportunity and this is just a little encouragement to look after and mentor new believers is a valuable role. And if that's something that you haven't done yet, perhaps that's something you want to consider. I also want to acknowledge, before I kind of jump into the word, I want to acknowledge any single mums who in some way carry the load of a father's role. You know, that can be a really challenging thing to do. You know, when you're a single parent and you know, you're, you're, you're being mum, you're being dad, you, you, that, that can be a really challenging experience. But I just want to say that you are loved and you are appreciated. And I really believe that today's word will encourage you to continue doing the amazing work that you do. But let me get into the word because I love how the Bible helps us understand that it's not just God, mighty God, but it's Father God. He is a father. And we sung that song, Good, Good Father. Our Father in heaven, He is a Father. And understanding the kind of Father that He is can help us, you know, with our perspective of how to father ourselves, if you're a father. When you understand the Good Father and what He's like, 
you can be a better father. Amen. So in Romans 8.14, it says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So when you are in God, when you have submitted and committed your life to Jesus Christ, you come into a, a, a sonship with the Father. You are not just a, crea- a creation. Yes, you are a creation, but you are a son of God. And the, and the scripture goes on to, to say about you know, how we are heirs and we, we, we inherit um, the kingdom of God. And we inherit everything that the son Jesus Christ inherits because we are sons, which is just an amazing thought. It's, it, it blows my mind. But I'll share a little bit of my story because I didn't quite comprehend God's love towards me until I had a son. And here's a, a, a picture of little Joseph. And I was about to tell him off a second ago when he was like sliding up and down the chair, but I see that photo and then I fall in love with him again. <laughs> but um, that's uh, Joseph. And, you know, um, I, I don't think I really comprehended God's love towards me until I had a son. And it, it doesn't mean you have to have a son to comprehend God's love. I'm not saying that. But for me... It was a real game changer and I suddenly understood God's love like I had never understood it before. I guess it's because you love someone suddenly like you've never loved someone before, right? And any parent would probably agree with me. It's, it's a different love to your spouse. You know, you get married and, and it's amazing. Um, there's a different love that comes upon you when you have your first child. It's, it's like a love that's in some way, it's untamed. You have to learn how to carry it, the love, because it's actually quite overwhelming. It's like, I really love my son, and yet almost don't know how to handle this love. And it helped me understand, in a way, right, just what God's love is towards us. Before Joseph, much of my faith journey, I would say, was knowledge-based, right? I knew scripture, different passages that were very much, I knew of the scripture, but in terms of the uh, application, it didn't shift from the head at times to the heart, right? Just like, I know, yes, I know, God loves me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing at all, no evil, no n- nothing, right? And I also know that I, I, I'm not to be condemned when I'm in God. And yet, still, for me, just for me, until I had Joseph, a lot of that I kind of still didn't grasp and comprehend, I knew the theory, but my application of Scripture lacked in different areas of my life. When I see myself as a son now, when I see myself as a son, it helps me respond to situations as God the Father responds to me. I see myself, hey, you're dad, and how do you respond to me? Because how you respond to me, I can then respond to others. I can respond to my kids. I embrace my sonship in Him. I embrace it. I love it. What I receive, church, from my Father in faith, I can then give to others. I receive it and then I can give it. And the opposite is true. If you can't receive 
what the Father offers you, then it's very hard to then give to others if you can't receive it. It comes through to us and then through us. God's redemptive grace, His freedom, His mercy comes to us and then through us, to others. It starts with receiving first, then you can give. So let me share what I have received from the Father. And I said earlier on at the beginning of the, of the word, I just want to share, you know, I could talk about many aspects of God the Father because there's so many and it's, 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 it's so amazing to be able to have that as, as, a, uh, as a platform, as a rock that we stand upon. But let me just share a couple that have been really relevant to me. Um, and whether you're a father or not, what I want to share can benefit anyone on their faith journey. I want to just share one that, and it's great that there are people here that I don't know everybody, but the first one I want to share is I receive forgiveness from my father. I receive forgiveness. And the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This will never ever get old or this will never become just a scripture that I'm just going to read without stopping and going, I have been forgiven my sins. We have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Every single one of us. But He came, His Son Jesus came to this earth and died on the cross and gave us an opportunity to be able to be in relationship with God. He forgives us our sins. He forgives my sins. Anything that I've ever done, anything that I'm going to do, Jesus forgives us. And forever I will be grateful for that. I receive forgiveness from the Father in heaven. But let me ask you something, church, and I'll ask myself this as I continue to walk in the Lord. Do you actually receive forgiveness? Or are you like I used to be, believing I had to make it up to God? So I talked about the, the head knowledge not being shifted to the heart. Is, do you live in the fact that you have been forgiven, freely forgiven? He paid a price, but we are freely forgiven. Or do you say, I believe, I believe, I believe, and yet you try and make it up to God in other ways? Oh Lord, I've, yes, you've forgiven me, but I'm going to try and make it up to you. For me, it exhausted me. One step forward, two steps back. One step forward, two steps back. Constantly trying to prove myself. And maybe in some way, that was, a, that was something to do with my earthly father and the relationship I had. I don't know. Maybe that there was something a little bit deeper there. But do you live in that pattern of, I'm condemned. Um, you know, uh, yes, I, I, the scripture says that there is no condemnation, but I feel condemned. And, I, and, and I, I say something, but yet I live differently. This is just a thought for you. I lived in a constant cycle of ups and downs. I said earlier, things changed when I became a father. Really did. Really was a game changer. When my son does the wrong thing, I forgive him. And when I forgive him, I don't expect him to make it up to me. I don't go, I'm going to hold this over you, you sinner. <laughs> I forgive him, right? This is me. Once he is forgiven, we move on. 
because I love him. And then I was thinking about that. I love my son, right? And this is my response as an earthly father. This is, this is the earthly father response. The scripture says this, and I love this, because this will help us understand the father's heart even some more. It says this, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? A game changer for me to understand the heart of the Father. Here I am, forgiving my son, believing that, you know, it's of course because I love him. How much more, how much more does my Father in heaven love me and love us? How much more? Way more. My love care, generosity, any other gift I offer my children doesn't compare to the good things we receive from the Father in heaven. He's a good, good Father. And it helped me understand suddenly, you know, my constantly two steps forward, one step back. I was like, if I love Joseph, if I as an earthly father, full of faults, have the capacity to love my son, how much more does my Father in heaven love me? And that scripture says it. And it really was a game changer because now, instead of living with a constant performance-driven mentality, God, I've got to make it up to you. I'm not good enough. Lord, I've stuffed up again. I'm, you know, I've been rude to my wife or whatever. Suddenly now... I realize that I don't have to live with condemnation because God, He offers me His forgiveness. And once I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. That's it. So the first one was, church, in forgiveness, we receive forgiveness from the Father. Amen. The next one is, we ask for forgiveness. Okay, we receive forgiveness. When you receive forgiveness, as I said, you can then offer forgiveness. You ask for forgiveness. As fathers, I don't know about you, but I know for me, we often get it wrong. We can get it wrong. We can be short-tempered, we can be frustrated, and we can get it wrong. Asking your children for forgiveness is a great lesson in humility that every parent should do. Right? Admitting to a child that you were wrong helps them to grow as a person and to be a better parent than you were. My goal, right, as a father is that my, my kids would be even better parents, right? I saw the way my parents parented me and Joe, likewise, you know, had her experiences. But we, our goal is now to be better parents than our parents were to us. And I'm hoping that, you know, by being humble, admitting when I'm wrong, not acting like I never get it wrong and, and I'm just a saint or something. I, by being vulnerable, right? I hope that my kids will be even better parents than us. We can show our children we learn from our mistakes and do much better later on. You know, part of educating our kids involves many things and among them is knowing how to swallow pride and being able to ask one's children for forgiveness. So it's not just 
receiving forgiveness, but then also understanding that sometimes we have to ask for forgiveness. We need forgiveness, Lord. Amen? Amen. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody's listening over there. One other point of forgiveness before I move on is we ask for forgiveness, we receive forgiveness, and we also offer forgiveness. Offer forgiveness. Now, I spoke about forgiving my son, which is probably for something minor, to be honest, right? Maybe they accidentally broke something. That happens. <laughs> happens, Sonny, right? You know, kids, sometimes they don't look after your possessions as well as they should. And you get pretty ticked off as a dad. And then you have to ask, uh, you know, you, you, you offer forgiveness. You say, it's, but it's minor, really. It's minor. There might be fathers here today and or people who have been really hurt by their children or by their fathers. Being a parent, as Doug said, can be one of the hardest jobs in the world. Full of highs and full of lows. Or maybe you need to forgive yourself for mistakes you've made. Maybe you hold it over yourself. As, as a dad, I've, I, I didn't do the right thing by my kids. Maybe you need to forgive yourself as well. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 14, it says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father or your Father forgive your trespasses. So, we receive forgiveness. We offer forgiveness because we have been forgiven. But then we also ask for forgiveness because sometimes we're in a situation where we have to be humble and say, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? And you know what, I, I think to myself, fathers, if this helps you at all, it definitely helps me. I think to myself that, you know, my kids, before they are mine, they belong to God. You know, and I'm just a steward of my, I want to be a good steward of my children, right? But they actually belong to God. And, and, and so for me to humble myself, right, and, and sometimes apologize or whatever is an act towards my father in heaven because you know, he, he, he's my father and I don't want him to oppose me. The Bible says God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. I don't want him to oppose me. I want to be, uh, live, live with humility, with, live with grace and say, hey, I've, I've done the wrong thing. Can you forgive me? But let me move on, church, and this is going to be, I'm going to finish with this. I don't want to go too long today because I know that we've had a few other parts of the service. But something else that I, I believe our Father in heaven offers us, which is priceless and will be a game changer for any father that gets this for their own kids, I believe. Um, it's quality, quality time with the Father. Quality time. Nothing tests your priority list like another human coming into your world, right? That was for me. I remember learning very quickly that I was dependent upon. Suddenly, it wasn't just my agenda and my schedule. My, my, my family, my, my child, my wife depended upon me. 
I redefined the meaning of busy. It took on a whole new meaning. My time now had to be shared, right? In saying that, this is a little challenge to men and fathers. In saying that, as men, we can dive deep into the deep end of our work life and justify it by saying, I do this for the love of my family, right? And it may be true. There was definitely seasons where last season before I came to Canberra, I was sacrificing a lot. Probably what Grace has had to do, sacrifice a lot. And you're doing it because you, you love your family. Absolutely. There are seasons that you step into that. But can I just say, nothing can replace the importance of quality time. Quality time with the Father. Jesus was busy like no other, accomplishing the work of the Father. He had quite an important mission, right? The work of the Father. He was on the earth doing that. He was a wanted man. Many times in the New Testament you read, multitudes of people followed him, you know, grabbing onto his cloak, demanding his time. We must have you now. Come to my house and pray. Please heal me. Help me. I need you. <laughs> he was a very wanted man. And yet Jesus shows us that he didn't allow his occupation, right? <laughs> and by occupation, I mean healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, <laughs> his occupation. Even in that, even in that occupation, he didn't allow it to replace the importance of quality time for the children. And I just, I love that because... The, we're talking about the heart of the Father. What's the heart of the Father like? Well, we see the heart of the Father through Jesus Christ because He come as God in person. And we see what, what, was, what was His priorities? What did He believe was important? And in Mark 10, it says this, Then they brought little children to Him that He might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them but when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me. I'm important. I'm, I'm busy. But let the children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Just love the picture. You know, as a father myself, wanting to be a dad that, you know, is a, is a good dad to my boys. What can I do that would really be important to them well i see it through jesus right there not dismissing the kids and saying i've got other things i've got to attend to and he did have other things to attend to but he still prioritized time with the children perhaps church your earthly father didn't have time for you i don't know maybe he was busy working and you know you've probably got a strong work ethic out of that and that's wonderful but maybe you longed for that time of um, intimacy that you can share with your dad. You know, I know my uh, father-in-law today is preaching a sermon in Sydney. And he's having a panel, uh, similar to what kind of we did, except it's probably more of the, 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 the service. Anyway, he had six men in his office this week. And they were just sharing about their experiences as fathers. And two of the men in that room said that their father never told them that he loves them. Never ever told them 
in their whole life that I love you, right? Quality time, being with the Father or being, you know, affirmed, said that, you know, you are valuable, you are, you are loved, I love you, you are special, you are precious. Maybe you didn't have that experience with your Father. Maybe that is the case for you. But I, I want to tell you something that your Heavenly Father invites you to spend time with Him. He wants to be that Father in your life that perhaps you didn't have. And maybe you did have that Father on earth, which is wonderful. As I said, there are many different people in the room, different situations, different circumstances. I know James 4.8 says this, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. He really will. He will. There is a God-shaped hole in every single one of us. And there is only one that can fill that God-shaped hole, and that is God. <laughs> it is God-shaped. He belongs there. And until you invite Him into your heart, into your life, you will have that gap, that hole, that emptiness that you try and fulfill with other things. God the Father longs to be intimate with us, to be close to us, to love us like no other, to father us like no other. When you're nourished, church, by the fellowship with the Father, you realize the importance of it. You really do. You get an appetite for the Father. And it reminds me to prioritize quality time for my children. So church, I hope that can encourage you this morning that you know, the heart of the Father, like I said, we could you know, have a whole series on the heart of the Father, but a couple of thoughts. One was we receive forgiveness from Him, real forgiveness. Forgiveness that you do not have to live condemned. You don't have to live weighed down by your past. Forgiven as in like, I am absolutely free. From that place of receiving forgiveness, we can offer forgiveness to others, right? To the worst extent of whatever we've been through, we can offer forgiveness because our Father in Heaven forgave us. And then we can also ask for forgiveness. If you're a father, I know you probably know that that is true. There are times where you have to ask for forgiveness. And let me encourage you that we are raising our children to become you know, great parents, people that know what humility is all about. So important. And then, of course, the second point I highlighted was quality time with the Father. I just love Jesus' example. He, he's one that never was too important to be able to offer time to children. Why don't we just bow our heads for a moment?